Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that was suggested by Lisa H. She's a listener who asks, I was wondering if you would consider making a podcast about your opinion of indoor cats versus outdoor cats. Although most people think it's very bad for your cat to be allowed outdoors, I would love to hear your opinion on it. Before I answer that, I want to introduce my handsome co-host and husband, Dewey Vaughn. So, hey, say hi, Du. Hi, everyone out there in the great big cat world and to all of our cat fans. Hello, hello, and hello to my beautiful wife. I'm glad someone finally asked you this question about indoor versus outdoor cats. I know uh, prior to us getting together... I used to have cats, and uh, we would usually let them out. Um, they were mostly inside cats, but they wanted to go outside, and they would go outside and then come back in later. And I, thinking back, I can't tell you that there was a specific time. Uh, we just let them out when they wanted to let, be let out, and we let them in when we could hear them at the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, I, I'm presuming you don't allow because you don't allow our cats to free roam so i'm assuming your opinion is to not to let them out correct well i i'm i'm glad you mentioned free roam and i think it's important that we define what we're talking about here first of all outdoor could be defined as cats who have access to an enclosed area versus free roaming but uh, in the context lisa was asking it's referring to free roaming outdoor cats and correct, I don't allow my cats to free roam. I used to, but I stopped over 25 years ago now. <laughs> Why did you stop letting them out? <coughs> Sorry, got choked up a second. Why did you stop <laughs> letting them outside? Well, I moved from a relatively quiet neighborhood. There, you know, there wasn't a lot of traffic and and um, you know, and it it was kind of secluded to one with a busy street right nearby, and I was worried that they would get run over by a car. Yeah, for sure. I I worried about that too. We lived um, when I had cats. We lived at the end of a cul-de-sac, you know, and the front part of the house was very um, what I I felt comfortable because there's not a lot of people coming. We we're at the end of the cul-de-sac, so nobody's necessarily coming driving by. But the back part of our house, we were on a creek, and then behind that, there was woods. So there were bobcats and predators, coyotes, that would come down that area. But I always thought the cats will stay on the front side, but I'm sure they didn't. So I understand, and you're in that situation you were describing, though, would be a horrible way to lose a cat, to have it run over by a car or whatever. Mm-hmm. But any, any way of losing a cat is a horrible. Are there other considerations to allowing a cat to free roam? Yeah, there there are many other considerations, you know, uh, cautions, and there are positives as well. Let's start with the positives then, okay? Because I'm surprised you said there are pros to free roaming. That 
that almost sounds contradictive. <laughs> well, I really think that cats who live an outdoor life may be happier in a, in a way, but that's only because they get to hunt all day. You know, they spend at least six hours a day hunting. And when we bring them indoors, and if we're nice enough to pray play with them twice a day for 10 minute sessions, they're only getting about 20 minutes a day of hunting versus the six hours, you know, their, their genetics are calling them to do. So, you know, they also have cool things to climb out there and explore. They're very curious by nature. So they get to explore and climb on stuff. And, you know, they can mark their territory till their heart's content. No one's going to give them crap for spraying on their tree. You know, it's, it's a lot more enriching, I think, in in those ways. Okay, so do you think they miss human company living outdoors at all? Well, maybe, but I think I think what we're really talking about here are, you know, are people who let their cats out and then, you know, in at night to eat. We're not talking about truly feral or community cats. So, um, you know, yeah, they probably, I, I know they certainly miss the regular meals that, that humans provide. I think they, you know, they come to rely on us and maybe they didn't get as much hunting in or they didn't eat their their prey because they often will just hunt and kill and not eat it and they want to come in and get pets and and keep that relationship up but i think it depends on the on the cat actually individually you know other than you know i i hate to even say this but it it is true but other than hit by a car what are some of the other things you have to worry about when letting your cat free roam well, one of the most important that people don't think about is if you've got a multiple cat household and you're letting one or more of them out to free roam whenever they want, you know, whatever that looks like for you, then it actually increases the fights amongst the cats. Most of my clients will tell me that they have, you know, one or two cats that are really adventurous. They go out in the morning, they come in at night, and then they might have a cat that just hangs back, will go out a little bit, sit in the yard, but really not venture far and come back in. And and they wonder why their cats are fighting. So it's just like when you take a cat to the vet and you bring it home and the other cat, they, you know, they start fighting. It's because the cat that's been to the vet now smells different. So when your cat's go outside and they're not going out together and having a little block party. They go off in their opposite directions typically. And so they come back smelling differently. And your other cats may think, whoa, this is a territory invader and then fighting is going to happen. So it absolutely increases fighting among household cats if you have more than one. And then there's territorial battles that they're having with neighboring cats. You know, cats are highly territorial, so they're guarding their area, and, and which can be fairly large, and other cats that they encounter, they fight with. They also tend to get diseases when they're when they're outdoors and you know they they might get feeling leukemia or FIV or any other contagious type diseases from other cats that are outside maybe these are truly feral cats and not kept in anyone's home and when a cat doesn't feel good it tends to not come home so if it got sick or it got injured which is another 
caution. Cats can go out and get injured. You know, they, they hurt themselves climbing fences, got their foot caught in something. Anytime they're in a lot of pain, they're not going to come home. You know, they, they stay and they hide. So that's a problem, too. And then, of course, predators. That's a big <laughs> one. I know. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to laugh or even talk about this, really, because at the end of the day, you don't want to see this happen. But we just heard the story about a friend of ours who was trying to find their cat, who let their cat out and roam. And they went around the neighborhood uh, knocking on doors to see if anybody had seen the cat. And one of the neighbors had seen the cat. They actually had a ring system that captured um, a bobcat just tackling the cat and dragging it off. Uh, so, you yeah. know, that's a that's a, a terrible thing to hear, but it's reality. It's it's what could happen if you let your cat outside. Well, yeah, absolutely, and and that's so sad. I mean, that was that was yeah. a great cat too. And Very in parts sad. of the country, you know, where predators are more abundant, like you know, we live part of the year in Santa Fe, New Mexico. There's a lot of predators there. There's bobcats right there. You know, nobody has fenced yards, so wildlife moves through. Everybody's on you know, at least an acre or more. So wildlife moves through there. There's a corridor for coyotes that come right up to our house. And we've seen them, you know, 15 feet from our from our house. So there are big owls out there and hawks and all kinds of things. Predators are really abundant in Santa Fe. But in Dallas, we live in a more urban setting. You know, we're, we're almost downtown. And so there are less predators here. But, but, you know, there's predators everywhere. It's not, not like there's a part of the world where they're not, you know. And, and other issues, another thing I, I didn't mention earlier is poisons like antifreeze, which is not only found in car radiators, but also from leaky brake fluid, um, water coolants, and then those washes, power washes that they, that, that stuff that you use to clean your screens with that has that same stuff in it and then all that drains down into puddles and the free roaming cats drink it and and are drinking the antifreeze why do cats drink antifreeze anyway i mean that (laughs) i I just can't imagine it doesn't smell good to me or look very tasty (laughs) but why do no and it does it does have a strong odor you would think it would repel them and you know i've often wondered that too um, it's the ethylene glycol that's toxic to cats. And what's interesting is what actually attracts them to it, they say, is that it's sweet tasting. But, you know, cats can't taste sweet. So I'm not sure why they like it, but but they are, for whatever reason, highly drawn to it. And it's very toxic, so it's scary. So... I'm assuming indoor cats live longer than outdoor cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are many different statistics out there. But um, the one that I usually go to says that, you know, indoor cats can live, you know, 15, 17 years. And an outdoor cat's really probably only going to live two to five, maybe eight years. So it's big. It's, you know, it's half. You're cutting their lifespan and less than half by by free roaming. So if you live... On a quiet cul-de-sac in a part of the country that doesn't have many predators and your neighbors aren't prone to adding antifreeze to their radiators, do you think it's okay to let your cat out 
and play and roam? Well, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't. I mean, I I couldn't sleep if Pico didn't come home one night. I'd be worried <laughs> sick all the time. It all would right, be horrible. Right. You know, and and the bottom the bottom line is, you know, uh, Lisa asked for my opinion, and so my opinion is, you know, keep them in. It's safer. It's better for the cats. You know, although I had a behavior consult recently, very interesting case. This lady had two cats that, you know, her and a girlfriend, they were neighborhood community cats, and her and a girlfriend were taking care of these cats, and then the girlfriend left, and so she had to take over the duties, and she hadn't really ever owned a cat, so she contacted me to find out, how do I best take care of my cat? And she hired me to come out and meet these cats, and of course, just getting the cats in the cat door from the outside with a strange person in the house was challenge number one, and then, of course, closing the cat door so that I could show her some things on how to care for the cats and then watching them beg to go out. You know, it, it, and, and we talked about all of this and I don't think that she's ready, you know, for them to be full-time indoor cats. But, um, but, you know, I expressed my feelings about that and it, and it's so, it's so strange doing a behavior consult with, outdoor cats you know I mean they're indoor outdoor they do come in and eat and I do think they come in and sleep but then they go back out you know early morning anyway it was very different different kind of behavior consult than I'm than I'm used to you know and it but at the end of the day is we made the best of the situation that they're in you know they are healthy good-looking cats and I think they'll be fine but you know ideally a cat would have a large catio, which was enclosed and has a roof over it so big birds can't swoop in and get them. And, <laughs> and they can explore and climb and they'd have lots of steps and things to climb on with a, you know, and a cat door so that they can come and go into that area as they please, you know, whenever they want. And, you know, I mean, creating an outdoor habitat for your cat is just awesome. And short of that, you know, making sure that your cats are harnessed and leash trained so that you can take them out for walks and they can, you know, hang out and maybe do a little hunting while you're walking and, and or stroller, take them out on a stroller and, you know, let them, I think they should experience the outdoors, but safely. That's, that's my opinion. And, you know, if money were no object, I would create a giant, habitat for Pico to to explore <laughs> you know <laughs> and I mean we have a, a nice size catio in in Santa Fe but it's it's probably not as big as he would like it and and you built wonderful overhead catwalks in there that he loves to to get up high and climb around so you know the space has been multiplied and when I say it's not that big I mean it's I think three and a half feet wide maybe four feet wide and it's kind of a dog leg shape that goes around the house. And that run, how long would you say that run is, Dewey? Oh, I don't Twenty-five guess, feet, maybe. 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 And it's tall. It's, you know, very, very tall. So it's like 13 feet high. So, you know, there's lots of climbing stuff in there. Anyway, it's it's not as big as I'd like it to be for him. You know, I'd love for him to have an acre <laughs> to yeah, go right. explore. But, um <laughs> But that's not always feasible. So, you know, I, and building catios is, you know. And, and then there's people, too, that, 
you know, like we did here in Dallas is we've got a bigger backyardish kind of area and we put cat fencing on the top of our fencing so that, you know, he can't climb the fences and go up and over. And I've, I've had several clients do that. And that's a, an awesome way for them to be able to explore the backyard and not get out. And, you know, that's, that's good too. So catios and the fencing, the, the cat fencing just doesn't protect them overhead if you have owls or, or hawks or things like that in your area or eagles. Some places have eagles too that, that can get cats. You know, and you have all of that catio uh, building resource stuff on your website, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a company called Catio Spaces, which is very cool. She's she's designed these plans, and you you buy the plans, and I think they start at like thirty five dollars. And the plans give you list of materials, gives you step by step instructions on how to build them. It's super easy for you to build one, and it comes from you know they have like even if you just have space for like a little small window unit, they have those. And then they have these giant elaborate plans. It's a great a great resource to check out. If you go to the site, our site, catbehaviorsolutions.org, and click on the resources cool stuff tab and then go to enrichment, you'll see more information about them there. That's cool. Yes. And what do you say to people who like to have outdoor cats? You know, that say, okay, well, I let my cat out because I don't want to scoop the litter box as often. And it's better if they just go outside and do their business and I don't have to deal with that. So, you know, what do you say to people like that? I hear that more often than you think. And I, quite frankly, used to be like that. I was like, this is great. He goes outside all day and does most of his peeing and pooping out there. And my box doesn't get that dirty. (laughs) But... You know, again, that was over 25 years ago, and 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 I'm far more educated uh, cat owner now. So I, what I say to those people is, you know, look into what's ideal for care for your companion animal before you get one. And if you can't care for them properly, perhaps a lower maintenance companion pet is better suited for you. Yeah, you know? maybe. Yeah, get a bird or a, a hamster. Snail. A snail, yeah. A snail. <laughs> get, a, get a little mouse or something. Yeah, yeah so. You know, cats are, you know, people think cats are, are maintenance free and, you know, dogs are the ones that require all because you got to walk them and exercise them. And cats are not maintenance free, you know, not, not by a long stretch of the imagination. So if you can't provide entertainment and enrichment for your cat indoors properly and you can't manage to scoop the litter box once or twice a day and do the things that the cat needs then maybe you're not ready for a cat you know and and maybe something else would be would be better for you that's that's my opinion you know and that's a really good thought i mean people should think about you know when they go to the pet store or they go to the shelter and we see this and hear this all the time Kittens are beautiful. You will fall in love no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about them being older and the requirements it takes to take on them for long periods of time. And, you know, you're just going to have to understand that before you go 
walk in the store and fall in love with the first little kitten, which mm-hmm. it will happen. It mm-hmm. happens. It, they it all happens. are cute. We, we <laughs> fall in love with every foster Everyone. we have. And, you know, we have a, a podcast, actually, on kind of on this topic called How Many Cats Should You Have? And it talks about all the things you should consider about what cats need on a daily basis. And so if you're thinking about getting more cats, um, you know, check that out. Or you're thinking about letting your cat outside. That's also another good podcast to listen to because it it talks about what cats need as indoor companion animals. Yes. And so we want to say thank you to Lisa H. for suggesting a great topic. And we want to let everybody know out there that's listening. If you have any topic suggestions, anything, let us know. You can email Molly at cattalkradio.com, and she will be glad to do her best to put it into one of our podcasts. Mm -hmm. We will, because we're always looking for podcast material. This is our 106th or 7th episode, and I'm running out of ideas, people. I need some help. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and check out my blog on the website, catbehaviorsolutions.org, because I post a lot of stuff there, too. Yes. Also, if you've learned something from one of our podcasts, please consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps us keep the show on the air. We do this for free. It's a service to you, so you can understand everything that it takes to uh, have your cat. And uh, there's there's no salaries paid here uh, out of Cat Behavior Solutions. So this is all volunteer based to help you take a better care of your cat and increase the the bond between you and your cat. And we're going to keep on doing it as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia is the is number, the number one, one cause of, of death, death in, in cats. cats. Oh, we're getting better at that. Awesome. Okay, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks again, Lisa, for this topic suggestion. I I think it was a really good one and something we hadn't hadn't covered before. So until next time, keep calm and purr on. Thank you, everyone. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, 
Go make a connection with your feline friend. 